Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, coming at you live from the Gorilla Camp, located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina, and hosted by me, the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia, NC Scout, and glad to be back with you once more, and uh, staying warm, staying, uh, keeping things squared away on this end no crazy power outages or anything like that but uh a nice pretty winter day outside with uh, some of the white stuff on the ground and it has been uh certainly a good one and i hope that it's been safe and all you out there staying warm as well uh, as i'm sitting here uh, warming up hanging out right around a nice cozy comfefe fire uh you know awfully comfy so you know cue up those pepe the frog uh comfy memes out there been on and off the phone today with uh people who are uh in the industry in the firearms industry getting ready to head out to shot show i'm not going to shot show uh, have really little interest in headed heading out to shot show. I've got too much stuff to get done around here. And, uh, I don't know if we make it that far, maybe next year. I don't know, but, uh, definitely not interested in shot show this year. More interested in getting things squared away here at home. And, uh, boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to, uh, get done here at home. I am running way behind on a number of projects that I have uh, ancillary to all of the business stuff, just general utility uh, farm and ranch tasks that I am way, way behind on and uh, got to get a lot of this stuff done. But, you know, the weather's not cooperating and when the weather does want to cooperate, it's time for me to uh, travel out to a class so I guess that's just kind of the way it goes, um, you know, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? I'm not certainly not arguing with success or any of that stuff. Uh, but I also have uh, a little bit of news. There is a new podcast that is going to be coming out. Uh, Mike Blackburn and Paul LeFevre, of course, I talk about them a lot did episode 97 with them of Radio Contra. You should go back and you should listen to that. And they enjoyed doing that podcast so much. And they are, of course, uh, the owners and primary authors behind Blacksmith Publishing. They really need no introduction, but uh, both senior instructors of the U.S. Army Small Unit Tactics course as part of the Special Forces Qualification course. You name it, they've done it in the special operations world. And a mountain of experience between those two guys. And they've launched their own podcast. I'll give you a real, real quick sneak peek. Just uh, insider radio contra. Um <coughs> A uh, little bit of inside knowledge. It's called the Pinelander, and we recorded an episode today. Uh, so you know, while everybody else was snowed in out there, we got a episode recorded, and we talk about a lot of interesting stuff. Covered uh, Kazakhstan. Covered. Uh, moves that I think Putin's going to be making in the near future, Ukraine, uh, NATO, the woke military, a lot of stuff, man. We covered a whole lot of stuff. They've got a kick-ass podcast that they are uh, 
getting ready to knock out. They're getting ready to launch it, helping them out, getting it up on Podbean as well. So you're going to want to add this one to your rotation. It's going to be a unique podcast that I think is is really sorely needed, especially uh, you know among the sea of of quote unquote former so and sos out there that are really just trying to you know talk about being cool guys and whatever. This has actually got something of substance to it that I think um, you know you, you're going to get a whole lot out of. And these two guys, I mean, a lot of the contemporary cats that are out there, my generation's out there. These dudes. They trained the very best. Uh, so the very best of doctrine, it came from them. And uh, I'm very, very proud to be a part of that and to have done an episode. And, um, you know, the first of many, the first of many. So like I said, we've got a lot of great projects on tap. We've got a lot of cool stuff that is coming down the pipe that I have envisioned and and a lot of things you know, a lot of things are coming together. 2022, like I said, you know, we're coming in here, you know, rolling heavy, really kicking in the door and taking charge of things because we need to. Uh, we really need to. It, it's, it is long past time for a lot of guys who have a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge to be sitting on the sidelines it's time to start getting that stuff out there. It's time to start utilizing the platforms, utilizing the First Amendment to protect all the other rights that we have to ensure them. And so I'm very, very welcoming of uh, uh, Blacksmith Publishing of the Pinelander podcast coming online. And as soon as I have a link to it, as soon as I have a link to it, we are, uh, you know, they, they're working on getting the hosting and everything squared away. We're going to get this thing up on Podbean so that it is in a very easily digestible format. And I think uh, it, it's going to be a really, really good thing for all of you out there in the audience. So, uh, like I said, when I get more details, I'm going to be pushing them to the forefront. But uh, again, welcome those guys. And uh, give them some listenership, give them some support, and definitely pick up their books from Blacksmith Publishing because it's it's not because they're advertisers. It's not because um, you know the whatever other reason you can think of. It's because they are awesome. They are godly men, and they have the same mission that I do. They have the same mission that Radio Contra does. That we are the voices of freedom and our interest is getting you out there squared away so that you and yours, your family, has a fighting chance in the storm that's coming down the pipe. And man is it. Um, you know, in the, the mad dash that always happens here in North Carolina anytime anybody mentions snow, uh, which is hilarious to me because we get a decent amount of snow here every year. But it doesn't matter. Every time that they, they mention snow, everybody congregates at the grocery store. I mean, it's just, they just cleared out. You know, you got to get bread, got to get milk. Because uh, you're going to eat them bread milk sandwiches, right? And then, of course, this snowstorm we got is no different. We're going to get another one this coming weekend. So, I mean, it is what it is. But anyway, I go in and, you know, I'm poking around just seeing what they're short of. And I'm going to tell you something. Like I talked about in the last podcast, you want to talk about culture shock, um, walking down the aisles and seeing what they do not have. You know, they don't have any frozen potatoes at all. None. No frozen potatoes whatsoever. So uh, that that's an interesting that's an interesting thing. You know, no frozen potatoes. I talked about uh, in the last episode stopping in and, and the entire freezer section of a, a Dollar General in South Georgia was completely cleaned out. They didn't have nothing. Uh, they were completely out of a bunch of other things too, but that was just really the uh, the shocker. And, you know, the, the frozen potatoes being gone, I mean, that's that's really, really strange because normally... That's one of the last things to be in a freezer section. They, they normally have an overabundance of those. So, I don't know. 
uh, I don't know, it, but this this certainly is uh, not gonna have a resolution anytime soon. I think it's only gonna get worse from here. And you know, some of y'all out there in different corners of the United States, it's just gonna get uh, worse and worse. And and you, it, it's already worse for you. You're already seeing it, and, and it's it's gonna get. Uh, harder and harder to you know source things that we previously used in our everyday lives so this this just-in-time supply system is going sideways quick fast and in a hurry and uh you know the answer is localism the answer is is the liberalization of markets and the the more uh reliance on local farmers on people who are uh, producing real things in your own backyard and sourcing those guys out. You know, I mean, the tendency is, especially among uh, a lot of the baby boom generation, to really uh, knock the alternative food industry. And, you know, that, that's kind of... I grew up with um, being... Uh, I grew up as, as kind of part of that, of, of you know, you, you kind of look down on... Uh, all of the the local back to the land types and and uh, the people who who were trying to be real self reliant because a lot of the baby boomers looked at their their parents generation as doing that uh, as really the the way of life all the way into the depression that was how a lot of people functioned you know and they looked at that as being backwards and you know whatever and of course now here we are we we've come full circle. We're right back to those times. The difference is, though, the big difference is, is that a lot of the uh, the folks of the baby boom generation still had that cultural knowledge. They still knew how to do a lot of the stuff and why. That, that was the biggest question, why. You know, why we ate certain foods at certain times of the year, um, you know, and... and how to how to do simple things like salting hams and stuff. That used to be... Uh, knowledge that we had you know we we all we collectively had it and in some corners of of the u.s some subcultures out there we still do you don't find that in suburbia though i'll tell you that right now and they're going to be at a severe disadvantage because this isn't going to end anytime soon it's only going to get worse from here the strain is going to get that much more uh in your face and pronounced as time goes on. And, and it's one of those social pressures, as I was talking about in the last episode. Um, so, you know, localism is the answer. Local produce is the answer. And local produce is generally substantially healthier for you as well. Particularly if you seek out farmers like I do who don't uh, put growth hormones or any of that stuff uh, non-GMO heritage seed from their uh, plant produce, no growth hormones in their meats. Um, you know, you, you're going to be a lot better off. You're going to you're going to be healthier in the long run when you're doing that. You know, so all of that, of course, plus drinking local too. Uh, drink local beer. It's it's uh, better for you. Um, you know, it, it it just is. So the way that the hippies have been living for the the you know the past however long. Yeah, that, that might be a good idea to take take a few notes on sustainability from them because they're not feeling the effects of all of this like a lot of other people are. I'm just telling you, it's just a fact. Okay, so don't don't shoot the messenger, don't blame me. Uh, but I am willing to bet that a lot of you that are listening to this out there already have a pretty healthy questioning of the status quo as it is. And are looking for alternative means. So, uh, one of the stories in the last episode that I didn't get to get to because an hour goes by fast when you are recording this. And um, it, it's, man, it, it, is it a lot of fun to do this podcast? It, it Oh, man, it is. But uh, it goes by quick, and that, that's the one thing is that, you know, you don't want to uh, 
when I'm I'm doing solo podcasts where I don't have any guests or anything, I don't really typically want to go over an hour because I don't want to keep your time. Uh, I know you got other podcasts to listen to when you commute to work or whenever, whatever it is you're doing. I know you got other stuff to do, and I don't want to keep I don't want to keep your time too long. And you know we can break up certain stories, uh, we can break them down. But there was one other one that I had on the list that I felt was kind of sort of critical to get to, but I wanted to cover this in a dedicated episode because this is a big one. And, um, it, you know, I was listening to a lot of, uh, alternative media. We'll, we'll just be nice and call them alternative media. I don't want to call them tinfoil hat outlets necessarily, but that even though that is kind of what they are, um, really just listen to what the chatter is, what the narratives are being spun in other places are. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, long-term listeners of mine know that, that, uh, I'm highly critical of people that I think are full of crap, uh, completely full of crap. And, you know, there's, there's a couple of other well-known, uh, podcasts out there that, you know, or just really, they jumped on the Q thing whole hog. And I mean, it is what it is, but they, they're just running with it. And, uh, this, this whole, yeah, they even break it down. It's very interesting how, instead of saying the deep state, they just quoted in, in, uh, ellipses and it says DS, uh, and Joe Biden is just JB. And they put this in the title of the episodes as if you're, supposed to know you know you, you've been a long time listener and, and you just know right what all these things mean it's it's kind of sort of ridiculous and you know the the narrative that's being spun out there is is you know the ds the deep state has has lost control and you know um whatever else garbage that, that they're purveying look here's the deal okay in a nutshell, let, let's just, let's, you know, honesty, truthfulness, I'm going to talk real talk right now, okay? The 2020 election was stolen. Yes, it was stolen, okay? Election fraud was rampant. The election was stolen. And guess what? Donald John Trump had an opportunity to do something about it and did not. He declined to do so. Okay, story ends there. There is no magic cue. There is no uh, really nothing else. There is no quote unquote deep state that's in a magic prison in D.C. And, you know, we JFK Jr. is going to rise up in, in you know, uh, Daily Plaza in Dallas and, and going to retake the look, folks. That's ridiculous. Okay, if you want to smoke opium. You go right ahead. Um, but that is not what's happening. And this, this whole thing about deep state. Okay, this whole thing about the, the quote-unquote deep state. The deep state is nothing more than the United States government. That's all it is. I, I've talked about it. The power elite, exactly what the power elite is. It's not a tinfoil hat conspiracy. It's simply the intersection of the magnates of governmental power of corporate power and of military power at the most elite uppermost echelons and they intersect with one another and they are tied in with one another and they create policy they create laws for all of us to have to follow there is no deep state there is just the state so stop it with this crap of, you know, magically somehow or another uh, by some obscure law that nobody's ever even heard of that apparently is in the Constitution, the same one that I've read, studied, and taught, um, that magically he's just going to be, become president again in, in the middle of a term? That doesn't even doesn't even make sense. Okay, it doesn't even make sense. And, you know, if, if all this stuff was allegedly a secret, man, they are doing a real damn good job of hiding it. In an era where they can't hide anything else, but they can hide that. It's pretty ridiculous. Okay, it's pretty ridiculous and we need to stop. You need to stop 
it because I know, and, and I know not everybody will. I know there's some of you that are listening to this that are like, well, yeah, but the, but but the QAnon thing, but the Q told us. It, yeah, all right, look, whatever, man. You believe what you want to believe, but I'm just telling you, real world, okay, there's, there's real world things that are happening right now that are that are uh, dead nuts real, okay? And what that means is it's going to kick you in the nuts till your nuts is dead, okay? Uh, period. It, it, it's, it, it, this, this is real. And one of them is a story that I am about to cover. And this is coming from Defense One. I have referenced Defense One many times in the past. Defense One, of course... Uh, ran the very uh, poorly written piece and very transparent piece calling for a military coup against the then sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, to have the 82nd come in and escort him out the day after the election. Uh, Defense One ran that piece. Uh, okay, this is, Defense One literally is the propaganda arm for the military industrial complex that occupies the, uh, really the, the external space outside of the Pentagon. It's all the lobbyists. It's all the people who are seeking to, you know, get their widgets bought, uh, Raytheon and, and these types, right? This is defense one. This is what makes them up. And, uh, the policy makers as well, in the case of the author of this article, uh, Evelyn N. Farkas, or uh, Fracas, or no, it's uh, Farkas, Farkas, okay. Uh, and of course, they got a picture of her up here, and um, you know, Defense One just really, I, I can't say enough good things about Defense One uh, that, that can't be said about uh, Afghanistan. Uh, they're, they're just, their story is bombed out and depleted, but um. <laughs> But uh, Evelyn Farkas here, uh, Evelyn N. Farkas was a policy advisor under the Obama administration who uh, had a bit of controversy on her own uh, in the State Department. But uh, this, this article here, the U.S. must prepare for war against Russia over Ukraine. If Putin is not deterred from seizing another chunk of sovereign territory, he won't stop there. Okay. President Vladimir Putin is more than likely not to invade Ukraine again in the coming weeks, as, or uh, rather, is more likely than not to invade Ukraine again in the coming weeks. Someone who helped President Barack Obama managed the U.S. in international response to Russia's initial invasion of Ukraine in 2014. Oh, you mean where you uh, started problems for Burisma, and, uh, or in favor of Burisma, rather. Uh, Coffer Black's organization, uh, which Joe Biden is a uh, member of, and uh, Hunter Biden gets $50 million dollars or however much money he's getting to do nothing, right? Uh, in an effort to keep Moscow from occupying the whole country into 2015, I am distressingly convinced of it, okay? Why? I see the scale and type of force arrayed by the Russian military, the ultimatums issued by Putin and his officials, the warlike rhetoric that is until recently saturated Russian airwaves, and the impotence with talks, or the impatience with talks expressed by his foreign minister. You mean Sergei Lavrov, where your, uh, your very good friend, uh, the Chucky doll, was posing with, wearing the commie, the pink commie hat? That's who you're talking about. Uh, so I go on, I, I digress. Add to that the likely anxiety produced in Putin by the demonstrations last week in Kazakhstan and Moscow's success in tamping them down. Well, I covered in the last episode exactly how that occurred, uh, how they did that, because your people, Evelyn, uh, your people are dumb and only rely on social media. So instead of doing actual legwork like we used to do, if you really wanted to create lasting change, uh, lasting hope and change, right, hope and change, all right, your old boss, isn't that what he used to say? 
uh, instead of doing all that, you just relied on social media. And because of your hubris, you thought that it would work this time. And of course, it did not. Uh, I go on. But the basic reason I think talks with Russia will fail is that the United States and its allies have nothing they can immediately offer Moscow in exchange for de-escalation. Oh, yeah, they do. No, no, see, this is wrong. They absolutely do. You could leave Ukraine alone, stop expanding NATO beyond what NATO was originally intended to do, and stay out of international affairs. You could do that. I think that was all that Russia was actually asking for. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe don't start brush fires in in your neighbor's backyard. I don't know. You can do that too. Uh, The United States must do more than issue ultimatums about sanctions and economic penalties. The U.S. leaders should be marshalling an international coalition of the willing. Oh, I've heard this language before. I think George W. Bush used this language when going into Iraq. Uh, readying military forces to deter Putin and, if necessary, prepare for a war. You're the ones beating the war drums. I mean, if you go to your neighbor's house loaded for bear and say, come on out or I'm going to kill you, let me take a shit in your front yard or I'm going to kill you, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, it's just something to think about. I go on. If Russia prevails again, we will remain stuck in a crisis not just over Ukraine, but about the future of the global order far beyond that country's borders. Left unrestrained, Putin will move swiftly, grab some land, consolidate his gains, and set his sights on the next satellite state in his long game to restore all the pre-1991 borders. The sphere of geographical influence he deems was unjustly stripped from Great Russia. Uh, You mean the Soviet Union. Uh, specifically, you mean the Soviet Union, not greater Russia, but the Soviet Union. And as somebody who has studied that, apparently more than you have, uh, and worked with people from that part of the world, from many of the Baltic states, as well as the former Iron Curtain, while they were no fan of the Russians and no fan of the Soviets either, they're also not necessarily the biggest friends to NATO, aside from Poland and Croatia. Uh, but th- those two are really a whole other story. But again, you know, if if they were parking all their weapons right off our coast, uh, that might be a problem. Although there is a country in the world that is doing that, it's the Chinese and your people, Evelyn, You enabled it, and you're not saying a damn thing about that Ah, because we don't want to talk about that, right? Because we don't want to talk about the treason that the Democrat Party, with help from the Republicans, but it was primarily the Democrats that really threw the gas on the fire of all of the technological theft that was occurring on part of the Chinese and turned a blind eye as the Chinese advanced into the Atlantic and in Africa. And now in Southern Europe as well. That's why Italy had an early crisis with COVID. Anyway, you want us to prepare for war there, Evelyn. Okay, Uh, let's go on with your article here. The world will watch our response. Any subsequent acceptance of Russian gains will spell the beginning of the end of the international order. What is the international order? I mean, are you talking about the unilateral order where the United States uh, runs roughshod economically over everybody else while there's a dumpster fire going on at home? While you allow terrorist groups, domestic terrorist groups, uh, Black Lives Matter, John Brown, Gun Club, Antifa, Redneck Revolt, Huey P. Newton Gun Club, all, all of these organizations that are domestic terror groups to run wild while you persecute conservatives and people who are pro-American. Because the world's watching that too, Evelyn. This thing goes on. If Europe, NATO, and its allies in Asia and elsewhere fail to defend the foundational United Nations principles of sanctity of borders... Oh, really? Sanctity of borders, Evelyn. 
Well, um, hmm, Barack Hussein Obama, uh, man, you really opened it up there. And of course, you're working on part of the Biden administration too, because you're part of the Democrat apparatus. What borders? What borders? Because our our southern border is completely out of control. United Nations principles of the sanctity of borders and state sovereignty. Prove it. Prove it to me, Evelyn. Uh, no one will. Yeah. We, so what? All right. Any appeasement will only beget future land grabs, not only from Putin, but also from China and Taiwan and elsewhere. And if the world's democracies lack the political will to stop them, the rules based on international order will collapse. The United Nations will go the way of the League of Nations. Well, it should. The United Nations should. United Nations and international law in general should go uh, the way of the League of Nations, because the United States is a sovereign entity, period, full stop, right? Yeah, I'm an isolationist. We should worry about American interests here at home, okay, period. Let Europe worry about Europe. That's just the way it should be. That's the way it always should have been. Let Europe worry about Europe. Let the Asian nations worry about the Asian nations. No more blood for all of that. Why don't we worry about ourselves here at home? We got everything we need. Okay? And close that damn border down south. But of course, your words are hollow here. But I'm going to get to that. Let, let's keep going. We will revert to spheres of global influence, unbridled military and economic competition. Oh, oh, there you go. Military and economic competition. That's what it was all about. That's what it's all about right there. You just told on yourself, lady. Period. Yes, this is alarming, but it's not alarmist. We should be alarmed. Nuclear Russia is a revisionist, revanchist power acting already as if there is no international order or United Nations. Ignoring the Geneva Conventions, UN Charter, Helsinki Accords, or any of the host of regional agreements Moscow has signed. Now, we backed out of those. Remember, we backed out of those. Uh, I believe Putin's full-scale invasion of Ukraine is even more likely after watching Russians' forces quell the current round of demonstrations in Kazakhstan. The demonstrations in Almaty and throughout the country likely only intensified Putin's alarm for democratic uprisings, or what he calls color revolutions, and renewed his commitment to use armed forces against them throughout the region. Well, because they weren't democratic uprisings, it was something that you astroturfed, and you know you did. Your people astroturfed it. I don't care what excuses you want to make. That's exactly what you did. You used social media to do it, and it got squashed. It got smacked down real quick, and you don't like it. You started problems in somebody's backyard because you didn't like what they were doing in their front yard, like the good little Karen that you are. Uh, Today's mustering of American and European forces in response to Russia's military and political aggression must be described for what it is, a fight to preserve international order and the United Nations established to protect it, including NATO. Remember, the Western Alliance was established under the umbrella of the UN Charter, which recognizes a role for a regional security organization to help keep the peace. Uh, that's not exactly correct. NATO is not part of the UN. NATO is not part of the UN, and NATO is not established under the UN Charter. NATO is established under NATO, uh, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which was a mutual defense pact and still is, uh, that sought to deter the Warsaw Pact, right? For Warsaw, Poland, the Warsaw Pact, the uh, which is now known as CIS, or the Commonwealth of Independent States. That's what it is. Uh, so I, I really can't believe that a policymaker uh, writing for Defense One would be so ignorant of the facts. But here they are. Uh, since the collapse of the Soviet Union 30 years ago last month, the Russian Federation has gradually, uh, or has fought gradually rather, to maintain and regain dominance of the Soviet Republic's the former East Bloc. 
especially after Putin came to power. Russia established military bases in Armenia, Georgia, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Belarus, and Moldova. Russia encouraged secessionists in Moldova and Georgia to create breakaway territories and in 2008 invaded Georgia, still occupying 20% of the state's territory. In 2014, Russia invaded Ukraine, seized Crimea, declared the internationally recognized borders of Ukraine, henceforth uh, revised through military force. This was the first time military force had been employed to change borders in Europe since Hitler's invasions and occupations. No, that's not correct. Uh, that's not correct at all. What about balkanization? Hmm? What about that? What about the breakup of uh, the former Yugoslavia? into its various republics. What about Albania? Uh, what about our occupations of each one of those nations uh, that were quote-unquote peacekeeping operations, right? What about that? So that's not correct. Uh, so you're, in, you're incorrect, but you're trying to draw analog between Putin and Hitler, uh, and that dog just don't hunt. I'm sorry. It, it does not. Uh you know, talking about Russia establishing military bases in Armenia and Georgia. So in Georgia, we sought to put a missile defense shield and they invaded. The Russians invaded. Why did we put a missile defense shield there? I mean, why did we do that? What are we trying to protect? You know, that whole region, Georgia is uh, the, the Caucasus region right there. The only thing that's really bordering it is the north border of Turkey and Iran and Armenia, which, why are we trying to protect Iran? That You know, I thought Iran was an adversarial nation. Uh, so that's not making sense. And, you know, Armenia, Armenia was just in a war where the Turks and Israel were supplying weapons uh, specifically drones and automated high-tech weaponry to uh, create what was a fair fight that the Armenians were winning in preventing genocide, which is something the Armenians are pretty familiar with, uh, preventing genocide in the Nagorno-Karabakh region to all of a sudden it becoming a one-sided fight that the Russians stepped in because it, was, it had got so far out of hand. So you tell me, Evelyn. Uh, you tell me. Somebody has to be the adult in the room. And what about the so-called Arab Spring, which you have just conveniently left out here, where we literally went into every country, in fact, did start up color revolutions, because you say that, that Putin uses the language of color revolution. I find that very ironic, given that one of your forebears and mentors, Zbigniew Brzezinski, wrote the book on it. So I would say, uh, given the fact that you cannot tell the truth, even in this piece, uh, which is run by the, the illustrious and, and uh, uh, pentultimate uh, defense publication, uh, Defense One, I find this is very, very interesting uh, that, that you are using such language while being ignorant of the facts. As far as Kyrgyzstan goes, I mean, we operate a base in Kyrgyzstan, too. Uh, right down the road from, from the Russian base. So, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Let, let's just go on here. Uh, the United Nations and the international community condemned the 2014 land grab much as it did when Saddam Hussein invaded and attempted to annex Kuwait in 1990. In the later case, the international community demanded Iraq's immediate withdrawal now, it was the international community that didn't want to be sanctioned by the United States. That, that's what the international community is. Okay, let, let's be honest. And the whole reason, why is it that just a couple of years after we supplied a guy with nerve agents and weapons and all sorts of nice kit, why is it that we were invading? Because he wanted a larger share of the oil futures market. That's what it was. All right. So, you know, your solutions. Let's, let's go down here. What What is your solutions here, Evelyn? Uh, the horrible possibility exists that Americans with our European allies 
or which are who exactly um, what European allies the European uh, the, the European nations the European Union is falling apart at the seams the, the, the interior of Europe is racked with Islamization they are culturally being decimated <laughs> who wants to fight alongside those guys uh, they can't even save their own nations. Uh, what, what are they going to do? They, they're going to go liberate a new place so they can be flooded with more migrants, more gray zone warfare. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, anyway, I digress. Let, let's wrap this thing up. The horrible possibility exists that Americans, even with our European allies, must use our military to roll back the Russians, even at risk of direct combat. But if we don't now, Putin will force us to fight another day, likely defend our Baltic or other Eastern European allies. When this week's talks in Moscow moves its military forward, the United States and our allies around the world must take all the steps that the Biden administration has laid out, including sanctions, export controls, and technologies, and arming Ukraine. But that's not enough. Biden should go to the United Nations immediately and rally the global community of nations. To do what? We must build a new coalition of the willing to enforce the state sovereignty enshrined in the UN Charter. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. So there you go. Your policy makers there. Oh, oh, and she's a doctor. Yeah, I forgot about that. She's a doctor. So there you go. Dr. Evelyn Farkas uh, providing us with her infinite wisdom or the lack thereof. Uh, sh typical American showing ignorance uh, as a feint of strength and uh, full of sound and fury signifying nothing. You know, the these are the types who are out there who are writing policy. But the good news is, good news is, that unlike in decades past, you've got a broad and diverse media, alternative media, who is kicking the mainstream media's ass on a daily basis. And while these people are bleeding for a war, the great irony is that the emperor has no clothes and Putin knows it. Now, I'm no fan of Putin, don't get me wrong. He's a strong man too, okay? All of these people, if if you, you're trading one despot for another. But at the same time, Putin must be respected because he is standing up for what is right in his own nation. And that's not something that we can say out of our own government. It's very ironic that he is a Ronald Reagan type figure for Russia. And meanwhile, we have Joe Biden, a person who is literally asleep at the wheel, can't get the car moving. We've got empty shelves at home. We've got our streets that are likely to be burning. We have absolutely zero accountability before the law. We don't have transparent elections. Nobody can say that we live in an honest republic that represents the interests of the American people. You can't say it with a straight face. And yet they're going to ask for you to go to war. Blood for Burisma. That's exactly what it is. Don't buy into it. And as far as this defense one nonsense goes, the clown show, everything that they are creating, they can go to hell too. They can go to hell too because they're all made up of people that never had to fight for it. Never had to see the cost of war. They never had to see it up front. But those of us who did, those of us who lived it, who were fortunate enough to survive it, we look at you with nothing but contempt. And believe me, the time is coming. And it's coming fast. If you think that you're going to send your dogs after us, if you think that you can scare us, you can shout us down with your threats of domestic terrorism. Why? You're a domestic terrorist. Because Defense One was just talking about that not that long ago as well. Covered that in an earlier episode of Radio Contra just a couple of weeks ago, if I do recall. Yeah, well, we're out there training people. I'm out there training people. My friends are out there training people. And let me tell you something, there's a whole lot of experience, 
of knowledge, of great skill that is getting built right now. Right now. And we are building it up. We are building that up. Brushfeeder.org slash training calendar. Go check out the training calendar. Get in on a class. I'm telling you. The dates are pretty much set in stone. There's going to be a couple more that I'm going to be adding. I am going to be adding the Arizona dates. Should be in September. Uh, should be in September. So, we're going to be adding those. I've got maybe a couple more. There might be a California date. Dare I say it. There might be a California date that gets put up on the calendar for later this year as well. Really looking forward to that one too. Uh, really, really looking forward to that one too. Because you folks are behind enemy lines. You know, you're behind enemy lines and you need it. You need the training. And I am more than willing to get that training out to you and to bring it to you because that's what we are called on to do. And that is what I am willing to do for all of you. But anyhow, uh, looking at the calendar, we've got a whole lot coming up here in North Carolina as well. Uh, TC3, Tactical Combat Casualty Care, is on the schedule for the last weekend in January. Uh, last weekend in January, you definitely want to get in on that class, Tactical Combat Casualty Care, taught by my friend, Mech Medic. And we're going to have him back on this week. I've got a few other uh, really kick-ass interviews lined up for this week as well. And because uh, I'm going to be back here in the G Camp for a little while. Uh, got a little bit of time off in between the next class. A lot of time to get some things squared away, get some stuff done, and uh, get myself back on track. Uh, getting back into the routine of things, getting out there, pounding the pavement, swinging some kettlebells. Um, you know, now, now that I got a couple of weeks off and things are settling down just a little bit, just a little bit, but I do have a bunch of other projects on tap. The handbooks, uh, the handbooks, I have all of the, the handbooks back in stock. All of them have been restocked. So seven different titles ranging from a long range surveillance handbook to uh, the U.S. Army Sniper Handbook, USMC Scouting and Patrolling, Special Forces Antenna Handbook, Survival and Evasion, and uh, you know one of my favorites, Infantry Scouting, Sniping and Patrolling, or Infantry Scouting, Patrolling and Sniping, rather, from 1944, one of my all-time favorite field manuals, uh, printed anywhere. Printed anywhere. And of course, uh, map reading and land navigation, all pocket sized, spiral bound. Got them in stock. Shoot me an email, nc-scout at brushbeater.org, nc-scout at brushbeater.org, and I'll give you details on how to order those. Some of the swag gear, some of the swag gear, t shirts and whatnot, I'm going to have those in stock by the end of the month. I'm going to have a couple of different designs. I'm going to have. Uh, a few different sizes, so, you know, unless you're really, really small or really, really big, um, I'm going to have your size, okay, so, you know, medium to 2XL, I will have your size and, and a couple of different shirt designs, uh, some stuff that I'm going to be putting out out there, and I'm going to be adding that to the repertoire as well. Uh, so, you know, a whole lot of stuff on tap, a lot of big things moving, of course, AmericanPartisan.org, your daily source for all things, uh, news, survival, information articles, intelligence, whatever it is, of course, daily headlines from all sorts of different media outlets from different corners of the globe as well. And, of course, you got stock market quotes and precious metal up there every single day up to the minute of what things are trading at so as to give you maximum firepower to the front. Information overload, right? Information overload. So with that saying, with 50 minutes on the clock, folks, I really, really look forward to training with you in class. That is my primary focus always has been. But if you don't get that opportunity, the patron-only Lessons from the Farm series. Got a lot of content up. 
Going to have a lot more content going into next week. So if you haven't subscribed to that, please do so. That little red icon, if you're listening to this on the Podbean app, you will see that little red icon. Click on that. That will give you the, uh, the way in which you register for that. Your monthly support is very, very much appreciated. And I'm going to be getting to all of you out there at the $10 level to hook you up with your patches and your swag. I haven't had a chance to do that because the training schedule has been very, very intense. And I was off grid for literally the last uh, almost a week and a half. And of course, now I am back and I'm going to be getting all that squared away this week and getting that stuff out to you. So I had a few emails out there, people, you know, saying, hey, uh, did I did I miss where you were trying to get in touch with me? No, I haven't sent it out yet, but I will be doing that. Okay. I will be doing that. I got a whole lot of you to get in touch with too. And I owe you. Uh, I owe you. And I am looking forward to getting it out to you. Really, really appreciate all of your support. All of the uh, very positive reinforcement that you have shown in doing these podcasts, in sharing that knowledge. And uh, I'm really, really excited and highly motivated to get all of that out there to you. Because I know not everybody can make it to a class. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can afford to take a weekend off, uh, you know, go out to the middle of nowhere and, and train with some dude from the internet, right? You know, you don't know. But what I will say is, is that those of you who do decide to do that, and I've got a lot of you out there who do, um, you're getting a training experience like none other. You're going to get a training experience like none other. I promise that. But for those of you that can't, I still want to offer you training. I still want to give you material that you need. And, and you know, hey, there's a whole lot that I'm going to cover in those lessons that, you know, maybe I can't necessarily get to in a classroom environment. You know, can't justify or or maybe logistically just can't make a full long-term class happen. But, you know, we are able to do something, you know, and, and I really, really appreciate the support, the huge amount of support that we've got. Uh, because man, it, it is, it, it took off like a rocket. This podcast is, uh, a, a gigantic success by anybody's measure. You know, we, we've got a huge audience that is growing daily out there and, uh, really I could not be any more proud of it than I am. So thank all of you out there. I hope that you go out, you have a wonderful day. You get some really awesome things done. You stay safe folks. And always, 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 always. We're going to be a little bit better today than we were yesterday. All right. Keep your nose to the grindstone. Stay positive, And I will talk to you again very, very soon. God bless. This is NC Scout out.